am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Luna Mia podcast. And on this episode, I am focusing on making intentional episodes, not only for this year, but moving forward. And I want to create awareness of all the different things that I've tried and would have personally helped me as well. So I just want to share and allow other people to have these tools as well so that you can help you help yourself. So with that said, please allow me to introduce my next guest in today's podcast. Her name is Nicolette, and she is a Chicana Filipina from Carson, California. Whoop, whoop, Callie. Yeah. She is the host of the Evolve with Nicolette podcast, where she shares her self-healing journey and has special guests also healing in community. She holds safe space for conversations and to inspire healing in BIWOC communities. Nicolette also holds workshops and healing circles on mindfulness and guides EFT tapping sessions. She gives you all the favorite prima vibes with her bad bitch approach to normalizing conversations around mental health and healing for women of color and people of color welcome nicolette (laughs) i'm so happy to be here with you today it is such an honor thank you so much and for everyone that hasn't listened to our podcast please make sure to go listen to her podcast because it is one of the bombest ones that is out there and her podcast is evolved with nicolette in case you need me to share that with you add that to your list of podcasts to listen to if you haven't yet welcome love thank you for joining me oh I appreciate that oh it's such a beautiful beautiful start to my day being here with you today likewise it's hump day tomorrow is it tomorrow or when does mercury retrograde and it's today I think think it's today there you go girl I was just listening to Chinese um what's her name Nichols or did I say that right and um she just said like basically the new year's this week like The first two weeks were were a joke. So honestly, I feel that because the first week for me was non-existent. I was like, this doesn't count. The second yeah. week, I'm like, okay, I'm trying. So yes, yes. <laughs> like, oh, I'm awake now. And then I just realized that we were in reggaeton. And I was like, no wonder. Like, I was completely like disconnected from everything. And I was like, that makes total sense. Mercury was in reggaeton and everything was messed up. <laughs> Girl, it was a hot ass mess for me personally. This Mercury made me its bitch. I had all kinds of technical issues, all kinds of things were popping up. I was like, dang, universe, you're really trying me at the beginning of this year. Like, I guess I'll sit down. Yeah. I'm like, I'll cut myself. Fine. My Aries self can't fucking just calm down. But this time the universe is like, no, bitch, you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm appreciative of everyone who's surrendering when that happens. We have to, girl. We can't fight the feeling because the more we do, the harder it is. (laughs) for real I've learned to just let it go (laughs) (laughs) so thank you again like I said and if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself you could go ahead and share with us your story oh man um so uh, I love it because you said Carson California I make that pretty like that needs to I I add that every time because a lot of people come from where I'm from in Southern California and a lot of people just say they're from LA and it's like 
girl i'm from carson and we need to let people know about it um but yeah i'm mexican and filipino uh first generation daughter of immigrants here and girl it has been a hot mess no i'm just kidding um uh, it has been you know a journey i'm 35 years old a mom of three boys um and it has been a whirlwind i feel like ever since it became a mom and a lot of things have came to light and uh it was kind of like a natural progression of a lot of things. Um, in my, when I was younger, I lost my older brother. So I, and went through a lot of um, things when I was younger to kind of lead me to, to this point. So I dealt with a lot of grief with the loss of my grandparents, but also being a young caregiver at the time. And then just, you know, being mixed race, being multicultural uh, with multiple ethnicities, it's like, a lot of things to the surface, you know, and then add uh, being a mother and motherhood, experiencing postpartum depression and all those things. Um, and somehow I was able to get all of that and then start my podcast, Evolve with Nicolette. So I think I'm on year four. I really need to go back and see what what year it is for me. Um, but it kind of came my therapy and it just so happened people like listening to it. It was never really with the intention for people to listen. It was really because I was conditioned to suppress all the emotions, you know, and I was bursting at the seams and Evolve with Nicolette happened. And then a whole community came about, um, you know, during the pandemic, you know, as we're learning to live with COVID in 2021, I ended up starting Magical Mohead Morning on Clubhouse and then just natural progression of things ever since then. So kind of a quick synopsis of what's been happening. <laughs> That's a lot, girl. And we have yes. a lot to get into actually on just that alone. So as yes. a also, I'm a first generation. My parents were immigrants that came to this country. And I don't think people realize that. Well, me personally, I can't speak for you, but I just carry so, and it's self-inflicted pressure because my mom is, my mom's a single mom, so she's never pressured me, but I feel like I cannot have her coming to this country go in vain. So I feel like everything I do, I have to do it that much more just to make her proud. And girl, she already is proud of me. Like I said, I just do yeah. that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you experience that as well, being the first generation as well. Yeah, I think it's something, I think some of it is self-inflicted, but I think a lot of it is just generational passed down to us. So even if you, she didn't actually say it to you, but you felt it growing up, right? Uh, especially with the family um, that surrounds you and the language that was brought about, you know, you hear the stories. So a lot of it is, you know, it's not, it, you had to have it come from somewhere. Not that it was a bad thing. Um, I always tell people that we're not necessarily blaming our parents or our elders. It's more about just love and understanding. It's not a bad thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely feel that way. And um, more recently feeling more inclined to talk about it. Uh, Cause I didn't realize how many of us are out there, um, a creator, um, her name is Hey Berna on Instagram, and she's a first generation um, Filipino American, and she like called us like first gen alpha daughters. And I was like, I totally relate to that uh, because there's a lot of stuff that we carry even at a young age, uh, you know. So there's a uh, there's many facets of what that experience is like, but that is something that is really in common for all of us, you know, especially. Um, children of immigrants, you know what they, you know, you see their struggles daily, right? 
Um, you have another added layer. You said your mom was a single mother, right? So like you just see those things. So just um, it might not be spoken, but it is learned, learned and known, you know, and that was definitely for me because my parents came, uh, you know, immigrated here different ways. My mom crossed here um, illegally when she was 12, you know, so my grandmother brought her here and then my dad came here in his 20s. Um, but flew here from the Philippines, you know, third world country. So very different um, experiences, but a pressure that was understood and that was essentially put on my soldiers, uh, shoulders, ooh, Freudian slip, where it was kind of like, this is how we got here. And there's a responsibility, whether it was internalized or not, you know, um, to succeed. absolutely you know so whatever that word means um to us I totally can relate to that sentiment for sure yeah it's so funny because my first language my mom and dad were together up until I was four so my first language was actually Spanish I didn't learn English until I went to school and it was just so funny to me because my mom she always told us if you're gonna if you're actually going to speak Spanish you're gonna speak it right I was like damn mom way to put that in my head at a young age but girl like I kid you not I went yeah, I went to Mexico and then all the people I was obviously talking in Spanish, they're like, oh, wow, like, are you born here? I'm like, no, but that obviously stayed in my head where if I'm going to speak it, I'm going to speak it right. And I can have it fluently, actually, which is something that is actually hard for a lot of people I'm coming to terms with now because I don't have kids, but I'm like, oh, shit, should I kind of in a more loving and less anxiety written way <laughs> tell them like, hey, you're going to learn Spanish, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, listen, shout out to her for not wanting to assimilate, you know, and um, giving you that gift. Um, I am very jealous because that is something that um, I wish I was able to um, be given that. But I had two parents that spoke two different languages where at times shit got lost in translation for them. (laughs) They didn't even know what they were trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, so I... um, so for my, you know, I, I grew up mostly with my Filipino side during the week, you know, my grandmother, my Filipino grandmother was the one who like helped raise me throughout the week. And I would say I was Mexican on the weekends because I got to be with my Mexican side on the weekends. You know what I mean? So it was very hard for me to um, learn it, even though my mom, but I, here's the thing is that the beautiful part of being mixed is that like my mom would watch novellas, right? And I can fluently understand Spanish. Like I literally can understand it. Can I speak it back to you? No, but I can have this conversation with you in English with you talking to me in Spanish. Um, so like, I, that's totally a gift. Shout out to your mom for that, for sure. Yeah, shout out to my mama because she's definitely the queen of breaking generational curses herself. So I come from her lineage. So it all makes sense to me <laughs> on we the bad love, bitch energy. <laughs> yes, we love a jefita. You know what I'm saying? We love that. Yeah. And like you said, uh, I feel like honestly, in a past life, I was probably Filipino because girl, everyone always thinks I am. (laughs) You know how many times I've gotten told, are you Filipino? I'm like, you know what? I might as well be because I feel like Filipinos and Latinos in general, we have so many things in common where I'm like Filipinos in my head are Latinos. (laughs) They, They really are. I really always say that I got lucky with my mix because it's so similar in culture. Girl, we got colonized by the same people. So it they got us both girl that's literally (laughs) literally why it's so so similar um even the language some words in Tagalog I'm like wait I know what you mean (laughs) very 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 similar and actually my um great-grandmother 
spoke fluent Spanish um, in the Philippines. And wow. she was able to have, when my mom went to visit the Philippines, they were able to have like full blown conversations in Spanish. So wow, that's, cool. that's amazing. Look yeah, at your grandma go. Yeah, so cool. So, so oh, cool. I love that. And you're a mom of three boys. I have no kids, girl. I can't even think of like, I, you know what? My uterus is starting to tickle. So I'm like, maybe I'll have one for shits and giggles. <laughs> maybe two. But I'm like, how do people, anyone that has, let's be real, a child, let alone three, how are you still sane? <laughs> are you still here, girl? I need tips and tricks. <laughs> dead I'm freaking dead that is hilarious when you're saying like your uterus is starting to tickle I was about to be like ignore it don't don't do it it. yeah (laughs) oh man it was it's it's been a journey for sure I started having kids like my husband's um older than me so Mm -hmm. seven years older and for some reason at that point in my life I was really adamant about having a child looking really? back, on, looking back on it now. It's all like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like what, you know, so if I were to do it again, I would have had them much older. Um, but I don't regret my kids. Everything's beautiful, but I was definitely like, I thought in my twenties, I had everything figured out. Um, I feel and- like that's everyone, right? We think we're tough shit in our twenties and it's like, wait, that was just the learning curve. <laughs> fucking tontas like I was really getting like I really was out here in these streets acting like I was grown at 23 (laughs) it really made no freaking sense at all um but to my kids credit um everything started in my life because of them you know um so with my three boys I feel like a lot of what has transpired in my life ever since I became a mother is because of them you know, um, I didn't want to continue the generational traumas that were passed down to me and were really coming out in those very first few years of me being a young mom, you know, I'm gonna say young mom, it makes it sound like if I was a teenager when I had them, but I, I wasn't, you know, <laughs> oh, um, you were in 50, you were young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So like in that age range of me having two under, I had two boys, I had my first two sons, within 18 months of each other. Um, so that, and then while I was, um, you know, in that period, like I was also going through, I was losing, my cousin was, I was very close to her. She's a Nina of my, um, God of my, of my sons. And, um, she was battling through cancer at that time. So little did I know back then I was going through postpartum depression and then going through like a new wave of grief, you know, um, and that was hard. And on top of that, all my past shit coming out <laughs> in the same time, it was really quite a storm in my mid twenties. Um, and I was just bursting at the seams and because back then, um, I felt like, um, mental, right. Mental health and therapy wasn't so accessible. Like it is now in this day and age, you know, post covid quarantine times you know um it was very expensive to have a therapist back then and especially here in california you know and things were in person there was no such thing as virtual therapy back then you know so it was really um i i didn't have an outlet back then um so how i how i'm still staying sane is because of therapy now <laughs> um but how much different it would have been if, you know, 
being able to talk about postpartum depression when I was first having kids, you know, needing that help. But I was definitely going through the motions at that time. It was very much in still like survival mode, mm-hmm. you know, especially like getting pregnant, like back to back like that. Like I was kind of just thrown in there. Yeah. I was also someone who had worked since I turned, you know, I was able to work. Right. So then becoming a stay at home mom, I had moved far away from Carson. I moved to the IE, which is like very different, (laughs) very, very different. Um, And for, for me being a young mom away from my family, like that was a whole, there was a lot of layers happening at that time. Um, Well, it makes sense, girl. Not only were you going through two under two, I feel, and also the grief and a lot of emotions coming up and triggers as a new mom as well, like you mentioned, like how, again, it's totally honorable that you're even sharing that because I feel like so many women are not trying to share their postpartum experience. And I feel like it needs to be out there for women to know you're not alone. You will get through it and talk about it. I feel like that's one of the best ways to deal and cope with things just letting it out yes and then also too back then I was also like I was a stay-at-home mom we had just got you know where we were getting married um so it was like you know being a new mom new wife wow you know going from that transition from working and being independent to now being you know um in a relationship um where I'm at home being the sole care you know like just your whole dynamic changed it sounds like so and then not having that type of support or the talk where um being able to talk about like hey I think I'm going through postpartum depression you know Mm -hmm. or because we're taught and trained to suppress everything right that whole thing of having no choice who else is going to do it right how many of us you know, grew up with that saying, or you keep it in because they're going to think you're crazy or what are they going to think or say, who gives a shit? You're, (laughs) you're trying to live your best life. (laughs) Right. Like I'm looking loca in so many other aspects of my life. The fact that nobody else is exposing this (laughs) makes no freaking sense. You know, (laughs) I Um, totally agree that. And regardless, like therapy is such a great tool. And I feel like everyone, therapists need therapy, you know, like, (laughs) Girl, yes. And and that's the that's my biggest thing now is like um being now 35 years old compared to where I was 10 years ago, man, like nobody would have ever had told me like these past 10 years would have, you know, went the way how they did. And I'm so thankful um for being in therapy. And a lot of people think that their life needs to be, you know, you know, you know, shit hitting the fan in order to be in therapy. I recommend it to everybody but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's still such a concept that um, especially with who you're talking to where um, depending on what their outlook is like and how they were brought to Tata you know brought up on the topic of therapy um, you know how they receive that type of you know I feel like advice where because I say to everybody even with my friends they're like oh you know I was having a hard time back then but I'm good now when it's Mm -hmm. like life is constantly the roller coaster ups and downs and highs and lows and the biggest thing is um being able to have that outlet who doesn't you know know you like that yeah and being able to have like such an outside perspective of you know who you are and being able to have that type of sounding board is so valuable Mm -hmm. and just within because I've been with my therapist for the last two years almost Mm -hmm. has it been a year or two years 
Um, I don't even know. My concept of time is off. Um, Same girl. I'm still in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like one of those things where it's like, um, if I didn't have her, like, man, would I still be um, struggling, you know, but absolutely being sick of myself is the reason why I ended up with her. And I'm so thankful that she was available and ready to go. I got lucky having my first therapist be the one and only, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Because I know so many people are like, I haven't found the one yet. I'm like, well, keep trying, you know, they're out there. <laughs> yeah, totally out there. And I just, re- I recommend that part about dating your therapist. Cause we did have that initial, like, Hey, let's see if we vibe, let's see how this works out, you know? So it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Date your therapist and then go get, get, get yourself a therapist girl. Yes. Yes. And I want to touch on something you mentioned where you said your life doesn't have to be chaotic or shit hitting the fan for you to get therapy. I had an ex tell me once when I was thinking of doing therapy, he's like, but why you haven't really gone through much in life? Because I honestly like certain things where I hear different stories of people's journeys. I'm like, holy shit, like they really had it hard. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, motherfucker, like that should have been my first red flag on the dump business. <laughs> Girl, yes. Well, shout out to you for having that gift and seeing that you needed him out of here um, yeah. <laughs> no but that's true I think that's like the biggest misconception about therapy is that you need to have struggled this toward, sort of way and trauma legit happens to us in, in different many, forms too different forms you know um and I think there's just such a um a lot of things happen to us you know and it doesn't have to be one specific moment it has it doesn't have to be the most horrendous of atrocities to happen to you it can easily be a couple moments that instantly traumatize you for the rest of your life and you need to be able to walk through it or you know hey I'm a new mom and I need someone to talk to because my husband just isn't getting it or my mom's not a safe space for me I'm able to do that you know or you know work sucks and I need to be able to vent like there's so many scenarios And, um, I really wish people would just, um, see that, that you don't, and also too, that other people's traumas, right. Make yours less Mm -hmm. or the hardships in your life, just because they're not in your opinion, greater than that person, you know, or less, whatever that looks like, like girl, the human experience has its challenges and you deserve to have someone to be able to talk to about them. And who's non-biased, like you said, like they're not, they're not going to always have your side or because fulano doesn't like you or whatever the case is. It's like, no, you need someone that is from the outside looking in who doesn't owe you shit and will tell you sometimes in a loving or hard way, whichever way it might be necessary. Yeah. You, We all have work to do in ourselves. I feel that never ends. And as long as we're doing it proactively and trying to do it a healthy way, why not? Why, how does it bother anyone else, you know? Right. And it doesn't. And I also too, you're constantly evolving you're not the same person you were in your 20s you weren't your same person you were in your teens like your perspective can change your human experience is changing every single day so with that comes the highs and lows of everything so why not be able to have a sounding board that's outside of you that actually went to school to have the tools to help you manage it all exactly like literally of that um because a lot of people too we put a lot of weight on the people around us right like our friends our best friends even our parents if they're those people you feel safe with to talk to or your spouse to be able to um emotionally dump on them where it's all like 
you can have somebody outside of that too, right? That's a blessing if you have that, but let's say you don't, right? And I didn't really have that, um, you know, or I also didn't let people be there for me in that way. So having this as an outlet, you know, so beneficial, recommend therapy, 10 out of 10, chef's kiss, just do it. Yes. Amen, sister girlfriend. And with that said, I want to get into like, what was the most significant turning point in your life? And how have things changed for you since making that actual choice? Oh, man. Um, So the biggest thing for me, and I kind of touched on it already was about being a mom, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with my kids being um, so close in age. A lot of the things that I started to realize was a lot of things I didn't like, you know, that my my parents were doing to me when I was younger, I was now starting to do it to my sons. And I started to see that, you know, like kind of like the veil started to lift off of me, like, God damn, I am totally just reach, you know, revolving that cycle that I didn't benefit from either, you know, and I essentially just got sick of myself. A lot of things were manifesting, right? I hadn't processed the grief when I was younger hadn't pro you know um I hadn't really processed like the PTSD from all of that right in my childhood and then lacing that with postpartum depression that probably I must say probably continued until like my kids were like four or five started to notice that like it was manifesting in ways where I was bitchy I was moody I was angry I was ready to cut a bitch on the like you know, instantly, you know, like, I was like, try me if you want to. (laughs) Yes. Like that fuck around and find out type Mm -hmm. of vibe. Like that was totally me, but little, literally did I know that that was literally my defense mechanisms. That was the only way I knew how to survive. Right. And especially back then in my twenties, you know, I'm the biggest person to emulate that bad bitch energy but there's a difference between doing it because you had to and doing it because maybe you are a bad bitch, you know, where I had to be in defense mode of myself all the time. You know what I mean? So that's what I feel like around the time I would say that I was like 28, 29, I started to really see that old oh man. I'm not liking the way how I'm coming out as a mom. I don't really like the way how you know, just I'm feeling inside. I feel like when you're carrying around a lot of that anger, that negativity, that pettiness, I I was just sick of myself. So luckily, I think I was like 30, what? Oh my God. I, my sense of time is all messed up. But literally at the end of 2020, that's when I was introduced to my therapist. And it's all been, that was life-changing in that moment like big time. I think it's from that realization of like, oh man, I don't like the way how I'm feeling. I don't feel good. You know, at a certain point, you kind of have to come to terms with yourself and really sit yourself down and be like, this isn't normal. I shouldn't feel this way. And there is help out there. Yeah, totally. And um, those moments happen, I think in a span of like two years. Um, And I think a lot of people always want, well, like how long did this take? There's really no set time my journey will look very very different from yours and then from the person after that and on and on you know um so coming to that realization um was epic for me because then I started to Mm self-heal so I already had started that self-healing journey 
I would say about two years before I met my therapist, but then I was self-healing and shit was like messy. Like all of my luggage was out of the closet and right next to me. And I was all like, bitch, what do I do with all this? Where do I start? Where do I start? You know? So I did all the healing and the journaling and uh, meditations and doing all the things. Um, but I literally told that to my therapist that day that I met her and she was, I was all like, girl, I'm, I'm healing, but I don't know what to do with all of this. So how do we cart, 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 oh my God, I don't even know how to say the word. How do I, uh, there we go. I got you, boo. (laughs) It's too early. What time is it? Um, I I had to organize this in a way that made sense, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because even healing and self-healing gets tiring. It's very draining. I think a lot of people don't realize like this is not easy and it's definitely not for the weak, but it's, you know, everyone has a certain healing journey and everyone's, like you said, will be different just because someone's journey goes this way or your journey doesn't mean someone else's will. And I think a lot of people need to remember that. It's like, you're not doing that right. It's like, bitch, mind your business, do your own healing and let me do it. Yeah. Literally there's no right way Stay far away from those friends Mm -hmm. as possible. And another thing you actually talked about as well is you wanted to break patterns with your parenting because I feel like a lot of us we either repeat them or break them and I think it's important for us to really sit down with our inner child and see okay what they did this time affected me to this day so I think it's very important to actually call ourselves out and be like no I'm not doing that to my kids I'm not repeating the same patterns and it's initially a great step for future generations to come because it ends with you girl and that's very powerful and your lineage will probably thank you for that as well I hope so (laughs) you're like they better because their shit ain't easy (laughs) I hope so um yeah because it was literally one of those things where it was kind of like um uh my son my oldest son you know you kind of it's it sucks as a mom because your first one is the one that you mess up with the most right or that you're learning with the most however to know (laughs) yeah you know because there's no handbook to this how you're a mom like nobody tells you that and everybody could tell you all their advice and all types of things but everything changes once that baby is placed in your hands and you as a person is changed for life when that moment happens you know uh, because it is officially the sign, the start of your heart living outside of your body, you know, and it is so heavy and the responsibility is so great. You know what I mean? And nobody ever talks about that part, you know, Girl, that's why I don't have kids. Cause I'm scared. I'm like, dude, I can't give them back. One, they're mine. Ya no los puedo dar para atrás. Two, it's literally their life and survival is dependent on me. Like I'm barely surviving myself, girl. <laughs> Right, right, right. There was a joke that somebody said, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna know when my child comes to me and tells me that they're depressed, because all I'm going to say is, is be like, same, same, both of us are depressed. <laughs> let's see, let's hug it out. I don't know. Uh, but literally, it's, it's, it's that it's, it's this, um, it's this overwhelming sense of like, I don't want them to feel especially if you grew up you know, in a way that you could change, you know, that you would have done it a little bit differently. So this is your moment, you know, with your children to like, oh crap, I can do different. Um, but is that the right way? Is that the wrong way? You know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no set rule or guideline. And I think as, as long as you're doing it with the intention of 
you know, I just want to do better, or I just want to make things different so that their quality of life is a lot better than uh, mine, not blaming my parents at all, because they did the best that they could, right? But I know better now. And as long as that intention um, is there, you know, hey, the road's going to take you the, you know, where you're meant to go. So, um, and that is, that is that with me. I, I noticed that my son wasn't learning traditionally. Um, and, and I'm in a sense where, Hey, I think he has ADHD or I think he has, you know, he's delayed in his speech for X, Y, and Z reasons and how the traditional ways that I was grown, you know, grew up with didn't really work and starting to see like, Oh my God, the way how I grew up is not the only way or the way how I taught and the way how I learned when I was younger is not the only way how kids could learn. So opening my mind up and to see that for my son, you know, that became the natural evolution for us to like, hey, there's other ways. And then seeing that like, um, you know, culturally it's hard because it's like, especially for my Asian side, it's very much tiger mom. You do things a certain way. Um, you can't get less than A's because then what's wrong with you, you know, like all types of things, right? Um, and realizing that that's not healthy for my son and we're going to go with the path that best, best suits him, you know, and my grandparents are probably rolling in their graves right now, right? Like that's that's a whole nother thing. So I guess just having the, be able to differentiate like with the way how you grew up and then the way how you want your kids to grow up. And then taking the good parts and then taking the parts where you're just learning as you go. I think that's wonderful to say as well, because, yeah. you know, you had to come to terms with, you know, there might be something that I can help my son more with because so many moms I would feel probably are either embarrassed or is it something I did or am I doing something wrong? And that's yeah. the thing. You're not. Sometimes, you know, everyone's different. And yeah. it's so amazing to hear that you put your ego aside and yeah. really sat down like, OK, how can I help my son? with moving forward and having good quality of life and learning experiences better as well, rather than screaming at that or like insisting they're in fight or flight mode already. And it's so important to talk about that as well and how you came to terms with that. And it's honorable girl, kudos to you. Thank you. We're trying. It's, mm -hmm. it's not definitely not easy, definitely not perfect. And it's, you know, cause every year you're, you're growing as a mom, right? Mm -hmm. So every year, I've never been like my son's about to be 12. I've never been a mom of a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. So this, it just keeps on getting more challenging in a good and a bad way. You know, like everything has its ups and its downs. Uh, but that's that natural evolution in your fuck. You know, you're just try trying to figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as you release those shackles of, you know, the comparison or having to, you know, live up to these um, very unrealistic expectations. If you grew up with those types of expectations, like it's very freeing. Um, so I very much have the fuck it. I don't really care about anything else. This is what's working for me and my kids and my family. That's all that matters really. And I think that's the energy we all have to carry with not only as parenting, but in general, fuck it. It's working for me. Si no les gusta la chingada. <laughs> you don't pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> 
period like mind the business that pays you everyone (laughs) okay right put the blinders on for the bullshit like really Mm -hmm. i know girl i already told my man because my man is like five six no six or seven years older than me so girl if it was up to him i would have been pregnant like two years ago (laughs) but now i told him like you better prepare because the pms is real when i go through that so imagine the birth hormones just know shit's gonna hit the fan and don't say i didn't warn you (laughs) okay like you signed up for this okay you want a baby there you go For real. Shout out to you to not listening. Okay. You keep doing what you, what you're doing. I like what I'm hearing. Okay. Cause I sure as hell didn't listen. My husband wanted me pregnant and got it right away. And I was like, why did I listen to you? Why did <laughs> well, I- it's so interesting because we're the ones carrying the baby too and giving birth. And that is a whole other episode where I'm like birth. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. It is, it is so interesting and so beautiful all at the same time. But I, I really love to hear that women um, are making those decisions because they want to, right? Like I want to wait or I don't want to have any like, girl, you don't need to explain that to no one. And first of all, that we need to normalize, not even asking those questions anymore. Right. It was so interesting for me because like I said, for a while, I didn't want kids. Like initially when my boyfriend and I got together, I told him like, I don't want kids. And obviously he did. So we really had to have a deep conversation about that. And it's interesting because when I would tell people, I don't want kids. Oh my God, girl, you would think I said, fuck you to them because they would be so shook. Like, what do you mean ever? Like you don't want kids. I'm like, uh, no. And at that point in my life, I didn't, but you talked about it, how we can change, we can change our minds and that's yeah. okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Or people like, well, you say you didn't want kids. Well, now I do bitch. And what? <laughs> yeah like what but because that's the thing too is that they're gonna be right there with you carrying that baby you know are they gonna, gonna babysit <laughs> yeah like you're not gonna be right there rushing me to the hospital you're not gonna be right there helping me at 2 a.m at night so really anybody's opinions other than yours and your partners and sometimes even your partners doesn't really matter but like you know what I'm saying <laughs> we said it sometimes you just gotta ignore them too girl <laughs> yes uh, but yeah, that's that's my biggest thing too. I have a cool mother that literally I love her to death, and um, she's uh, in her early forties and probably one of my most favorite people in this world. And she's very adamant about never having and wanting kids. Um, and there's a, so much shame that gets brought onto her. And I'm the first one to be like, "Hi, y'all, bitch, get the fuck out of here." Don't talk to her like that. Her quality of life is not going to change. You know, I'm going to be the one to take care of her when she's old. Like there's just so much shame that comes with it. And um, I love the women who are speaking out um, when they want to, when they don't want them on their time, like baby, that is your life. And it's your body. I'm all for your body, your choice. If you want one, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. And if you have one or not, won't make me or break me. So <laughs> everyone whatever you want to do just do it fuck it you don't have to explain nobody's shit and it's so interesting that you said that because that was another thing I would get a lot who's gonna take care of you like what myself (laughs) if people have kids just for someone to take care of them I'm like oh that's that's another thing you might need to work on (laughs) isn't that the most craziest thing like Mm -hmm. literally it is probably the most um uh, we that needs to be a whole nother episode for sure (laughs) I mean you could come onto my podcast and we could talk about that that ludicrous um ideology right yeah for real and it's so heavy in latino culture and asian culture uh like kind of like we're having kids just so that we have security when we're older really is fucked up if you think about it you Mm -hmm. know um and we go through this whole you know downward spiral of the rabbit hole where it's like um 
our kids need to live their life and their life is for them you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. that has really nothing to do with us and we kind of mold them to be hopefully wonderful decent people and that goes on from there they're not placed in this world in order just to take care of me when I'm old and gray we will figure that part out when we fucking get there okay Um, yeah you're like but one of you better yeah (laughs) just kidding right like um no, be three totally, you know and it's one of those things where I'm glad that we're talking about this especially in a Latinx space because damn it, the the shame that is brought on to us if you don't want to have kids or however old you are it's a really terrible nagging pressure that none of us really deserve to have been brought up with and you gotta unlearn all of that which is crazy so I'm glad that we're able to talk about it yeah again this is open space and a safe space so share your stories people we all have them so share them (laughs) so I wanted to get a little bit about you and how you exactly you came into EFT and hosting your own tapping circles because when I found out about EFT girl I was all kinds of mind fucked like why don't more people know about this how did I not know about this I feel like a lot of in the community Latino community a lot of these tools aren't known for us and I'm like this could help so many people if they only knew literally just have to tap it out (laughs) literally I you know it's very much that it's Uh, The wellness space, right? A lot of us uh, see it only on social media, right? Because that's the medium that all of us have, the platform that all of us have. And it's still very much white and not a lot of um, women that look like us are out here talking about it. So many more are coming to the forefront. I would like to say in the last, you know, three, four to five, you know, five years and more, seeing that a lot of us are you know, we look like each other. We, you know, we're in these spaces being able to um, um, share these things. And I feel like that's the reason why, um, you know, I am so, I want to say loud, but loud is the only way I know how to describe it, is the reason why I'm so loud about it. You know, Um, I feel like a lot of people, when they see you have like a platform on social media, they think that you're used to it, or you're very extroverted to be on, you know, a platform and talk about, experiences like that out loud I do it because I see nobody like me doing it um especially being uh with my background being Mexican and Filipino right being a first generation um daughter of immigrants you know I don't really see that in the space so that's why I feel like it's my responsibility to do that uh because I needed somebody to do that for me right um when I started self-healing my first resource was Instagram And it was very much your, you know, typical white girl, pumpkin spice latte type vibe. And um, it worked for a little bit, but then there's a, there's a whole nother layer when you come from, you know, parents that are not from this country. So much, so much um, cultural things. So, so much weight and challenges that come from just with how you were brought up, which, you know, shout out to the women who are out here doing the work, but I can't relate to them, you know? So having to have this platform to um, showcase EFT tapping like that um, is dope for me um, because a lot of people almost all the time have never heard it before. Um, my first experience was with Manifestation Babe, um, Catherine Zinkina, um, who is, um, uh, uh, oh my God, first gen daughter from a Russian um mom right so she came here same kind of experience but still not totally similar 
Um, but I was able to get it from her. And luckily I was able to put my own spin on it and um, do it. I love Gala Darling, uh, but still very much white creators. And mm-hmm. which is the reason why I wanted to start um, showcasing it a little bit more because that's what helped me, you know? Um, it's very much when you see creators on social media, they're kind of saying the same thing, you know, take a walk, you know, journal, meditate, do this and this and this. And sometimes um, it's ultimate rest that we need, right? Mm-hmm. And it's our yeah. God-given right to rest. I feel like in the past, I was so guilty when I would rest, like, oh, I would be like, get tengo que hacer, what do I have to do? Or this, like, am I not being pro- productive because I'm laying? Like, no, bitch, just chill. <laughs> chill literally and um that's one of my biggest missions now um is to promote that you know very much not dealing with hustle culture um and grinding in that way you know and Mm -hmm. doing a lot with more inspired action much more intentional in the way how I do things um which is why I kind of have slowed down a little bit I had a very challenging 2022 uh, but it put a lot of things in perspective for me on how I want to show up as a creator um And one of the biggest things that I was doing in 2022 was doing a lot of EFT tapping, Um, but my body was being called to rest and uh, being able to incorporate that with teaching um, and holding space for EFT tapping circles um, has lessened a little bit, but that's the whole thing. I don't want to do anything. and preach anything that I wouldn't actually do. So slowing all the way down, um, doing it only when I feel called to do so, you know what I mean? And not doing it in this way where I'm contributing to the problem that I want to actually get rid of. Um, So when I do it with, I recently just did it with the Amiga Social Club here in Orange County, specifically Santa Ana, California. And it empowers me in such a way because all of them look like they could be my cousins, you know, that's all important. Of them, all of them look like they could be, you know, um, like my, my best friends in school, you know, in mm-hmm. high school and all the things. So it's very beautiful to be in those types of spaces and, you know, be a part of it and to share. Cause then when somebody asks them if they've done EFT tapping before, they're gonna be like, yeah, I did. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just another tool in the self-healing toolbox that you got, you know, Absolutely. there'll be days, there'll be days where you want to meditate. There'll be days where you feel called to go take a walk. There's a days where you feel called to journal. Um, I want to empower people that you don't have to do it one specific way. And as you evolve as a person, so does your healing, you know, um, mm-hmm. So it was this whole new, this brand new year, we're we're three weeks into it now. That was the first time I tapped in the past how many weeks was with them, you know, because I felt called to do so. And um, I want to be able to just to share that, that, yo, you do things at the pace that you want to do it. And there's no right or wrong way. And hopefully me sharing about EFT will help somebody when they need it, you know. I agree. I feel like a lot of things you talked about is really important because like you mentioned, a lot of the healing communities in the past, a few years back, they were not there. There's anything wrong, but they were all white people. So I personally didn't feel like 
what do you know about what the hell I need to heal or like how are you gonna you know hold space for me when you don't even know exactly what I'm trying to heal from so I think it is important for a lot of more people to step up into their own power and really be of community and help other people that are probably feeling the same way and Mm -hmm. people that look like us that talk like us that are literally like this is me as a hypnotherapist this is me as your friend this is me it's just people I feel recognize authenticity and that's the key as well you were always doing it with your authentic self and you even said it when you didn't feel it you didn't do it sometimes I cancel hypnotherapy sessions was like I'm not there today and I'm not going to do a disservice by taking you in and lo and behold I fuck your shit up (laughs) yes like literally being able the power to do that like Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us feel a lot of pressure to like kind of keep up with the joneses or like this is what x y and z is doing um on social media or this is how i'm supposed to show up it's literally not required for you to show up that way you know um so being able to empower yourself and lead by example is probably the most powerful thing you could do for your community you know um so even though it was so difficult for me to not show up the way i was used to i knew i had to um not just for myself but for the people that are watching me you know mm-hmm. um so leaving living and leading by that example is super super powerful Amen, girl. I feel like we're, this is going to be such a gem of an episode. And I feel like I have to have you back again or vice versa, because there's a lot of things that we didn't even tip of the iceberg talk about. So <laughs> well, I just, yeah, we just got it popping. We could do it parts two through five. If you right? want us down. Be like this one is. <laughs> yes. And again, everyone, if you have never heard of BFT, I highly recommend it. We highly recommend it. It has personally helped me through so much of my shit that I didn't even know I needed to work on. And it is one of the easiest things I feel you can even do, just literally tapping in your meridians and certain points and it's another holistic tool to have like I said there's just like you mentioned there's just so many tools in our bag and just pick whatever you feel called to do so that day I mean it's like literally the emotional freedom technique mm -hmm. like is freedom for you the most beautiful thing about EFT is that um, especially in the wellness space there's so much talk about toxic positivity right Mm -hmm. and there's literally um, this isn't that you're at when you're doing an EFT session you're tapping on these points like you said with the tips of your fingers um there's points all over our body that are you know the same points that they use in acupuncture and acupressure right so you're tapping on these points to move through the negative energy move through the limiting beliefs the depression the anxiety the list goes on and on of what it could help you with you're moving through and talking about the things that you're feeling the shit that feels heavy the shit that does not feel good the shit that doesn't serve you and as you're talking yourself through those points you're moving through to what you want to call into your life feeling a lot more free feeling a lot more at peace you know calling in rest and doing all these things literally it is such a powerful tool sorry I didn't mean to cut you off it's all good girl cut me off because you said exactly what I wanted to say so exactly what she said exactly yes for sure and if you are even interested in EFT or more information please feel free to reach out to her she will probably answer all 1005 questions like I did when I first found out about it 
Yeah, it's weird at first, you know what I mean? Like it's weird at first, especially for us that we're not used to talking about our problems out loud because you do use your voice, right? You're speaking all the things that don't feel that nice, right? Yeah. And it doesn't feel that great at first, right? But then once you start to see that, oh my God, all of my thoughts that I'm thinking in my brain, it's manifesting through my mouth and I feel so much more li- lighter. I feel so much freer, you know, it's such a beautiful gift you could give yourself. It's literally a massage for your nervous system. I love that. It really is a massage for your nervous system. And you don't realize how much you actually release and let go with just that alone. And why wouldn't you want that for yourself? You know, all this burden we carry is just going to get us sick in the long run. So let that shit go if it's not serving you and work product proactively through them so that yeah. you can live a m- more fulfilling life. Like when I first learned about it girl I was going through a personal experience where I had a lot of anger and animosity towards someone and when I did that it was amazing to realize for yourself how oh shit like in matter of minutes my whole mind shifted to fuck that person and I'm never speaking to them again to being like I don't even give a shit and I was like what in the world (laughs) yeah it's beautiful so beautiful and there's literally I don't even want to say but there's really like no right or wrong way you can do it as long as the intention is that you want to feel so much better than how you started um you know something and this is something you can easily do by yourself you don't need headphones you don't need music it's literally your words the things that you're feeling inside tapping on these points and then just releasing and letting go like Mm -hmm. it is so so yummy and such a great great tool that you Mm -hmm. can help you help yourself exactly and if there was anything that you could tell your younger self Nicolette what do you think that would be one of the many (laughs) because I'm sure there's so much shit I would tell my younger self now (laughs) oh that you're just enough um I would tell younger Nico that she was enough then she will be enough. She will always be, you know, always be enough. Um, And that to not give a fuck about what anybody says about you, uh, literally it does not pay your bills. It does not matter. And as long as you have this sense of love and admiration and um, confidence in yourself, you're literally unstoppable. So stop wasting your time with ain't shit people and keep it pushing. Like I would totally tell that to her um that's dope preach sister girlfriend I totally agree on that because I was like people look at me now and people that I went to like elementary school with or middle school they're like girl what the hell like you were so shy before you were such an introvert and again people change people evolve I've gone through things in my life where I'm like damn I should have spoken up or damn Mm -hmm. I should have really stepped into my power and like you said you need to stop giving a shit of what people think or will say because just be you and who gives a shit about what other people have to say for real I mean it's it's so much lost time so much energy that is just built up inside of you for like literally no reason right I mean obviously everything has its reasons Mm -hmm. but once you let go of that need to have to find validation from someone else once you let go of that need to um you know to always be people pleasing caring what other people think about you or your perception of you once you let those go um your life and your quality of life just becomes so much more better I mean there's so many people that like a couple years ago just still are they're so used to your old self 
Mm-hmm. Right, your old self, your old version of yourself benefited them. So Absolutely. when they see you changing and evolving, they're like, "Oh, all of a sudden," or you know, kind of hating on your progress. And it's like, man, you want old Nico so bad, she doesn't exist anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, and being able to give that gift to yourself is so powerful once you let that go. Yes, as a former people pleaser, I am now pleasing myself and only myself. <laughs> Okay, period. Mm-hmm. Literally. And I, I mean, listen, I, I'm also on this thing of like redefining what selfish looks like, you know, and what that word means. Um, and as a mom, a lot of people think that like, oh, you're just, you don't care about your kids or blah, blah. And I was like, for my kids, I need to give more, pay more attention to myself so that it benefits everybody else. And sometimes being selfish isn't a bad thing. It's necessary. It's not. It's necessary. And as long as you're acting from your greatest and highest good and this intention to only function from that space, honey, you're not hurting nobody else. Instead, everybody else is benefiting because I'm at peace. I'm happy. Like it's, you know, I'm able to learn how to manage and do these things. It is literally everybody's benefit when that happens. And it's also what you mentioned, if people are feeling some type of way about that, they're just projecting on to you. And that's clearly something they need to work on. And if some people don't align with you anymore, whether it's friendships, relationships, family, family isn't safe either. Sometimes you just have to realize these people are not, they're genuinely for the good for me or whatever the case may be. And as hard as it is, you just have to come to terms with that and let it go because there are literally energy vampires out there that will suck the life out of you. And that is probably another whole ass episode too. Girl, yeah, we told, we're on like part, we're on part 10. We got to get through, you know what I mean? Like so, so much for real. Yes. Yeah, your families could be, your family could easily be the people that um, you could, you need to change. Um um, you know, just, or how much energy you give being able, and what's your expectation about your family and what that, um, community looks like around you, you know, it's never in a bad, bad way, but it's definitely, you need to come with the, this realization that like can never come at the expense of your peace, regardless mm-hmm. if they're related to you or not. I love that. No one is worthy of losing your peace. Nobody. We have to. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Literally. Like Keith Sweat said, Mm -hmm. nobody. Okay. Listen to that song when you're trying to put yourself before anyone else. Nobody. (laughs) That's a new song. Nobody. For real. Yes. Are there any last things you want the audience to know? Let us know. Oh man, just follow me on Instagram um, and Instagram and TikTok um, everywhere um, at Evolve Nicolette. And I have um, a new session of Baddie's Tapping Circle going to be coming up soon. You'll see Uh, me there, girl. Yes. And um, a lot of my episodes uh, are on almost all of my episodes are on my YouTube channel, Evolve with Nicolette. Look that up. There's also my first um, session of Baddies Tapping Circle. So four weeks worth of videos. So I, ha- I released one video each week um, and you're going to love it. Um, rewatch them as much as you need to and feel called to do so. I also have a ton, a ton of video tapping videos on my Instagram. Like baby, the resources is there. Go get them for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's free. So <laughs> cost you nothing. Go help yourself. 
Exactly. And make sure to follow her on Instagram again. It is Evolve Nicolette. And also her podcast, like I said, everyone and their moms needs to hear this one. It's Evolve with Nicolette if you're interested in listening. And make sure to just join it, you know, invest in yourself, even if it's not free, because you matter. You deserve to have great tools as well. And sign up for her tapping circles and follow her on her Instagram or wherever you find her. Follow her and support her because we're all out here just trying to help people the best way we can. Can, so why not support okay yeah I love that for sure <laughs> thank you Nicolette again for being on my podcast episode and I am looking forward for everyone to listen to this because I feel we're about to drop a gem over here <laughs> yes we are I appreciate you thank you so much for having me yes thank you so much for everyone tuning in and I will talk to you all on the next episode thank you bye, bye. so good